It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. We are so pleased to once again be able to present Here's to Your Health, a joint production of the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital and also our friend Dr. Kevin Sherritt, who is kind enough to join us on a Tuesday morning and take a few minutes out of his busy day. Uh, First of all, Doctor, great to have you back and uh, welcome aboard. Hey, Roy. Thank you. It's great to be back. Thanks for having me. Well, I know that you have been extremely busy, obviously, uh, dealing with patients uh, in this season where we uh, have uh, some fears of coronavirus and then just our normal lives in general and uh, the things that come with that. Uh, And on top of that, I know that you've been working on a a new project uh, talking about the rural health clinics of Greene County brought to you by Greene Memorial Hospital. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, Roy, you know, uh, since joining the Kettering Health Network back in 2018, our group, Jamestown uh, Family Practice, has been uh, working with the vision of rural health. Really, that's the reason we joined Kettering and, and Green Memorial in a joint effort to develop rural health clinics in eastern Green County and beyond. And so during that time, we've been working hard, uh, and it seems like it's taken us uh, uh, forever to do it, but the uh, time has really moved fairly quickly, and we now have rural health clinics set up in Yellow Springs and Cedarville and now Jamestown. Jamestown became a rural health clinic just last week, and we are excited about having three rural health clinics in uh, eastern Greene County and, and what that means for the community. And especially in times like these, uh, I know that you saw the need very early uh, that these were underserved communities. Uh, you know, you don't want to have people having to drive to Dayton and other locales to be able to get uh, local quality health uh, care. And uh, now they have that right in their own backyard. Absolutely. You know, our mission is to uh, serve the communities that, that we are in and to bring quality care close to home. That's what we're all about. And so the Rural Health Initiative is a program that's been uh, established to bring health services into rural communities that otherwise wouldn't be able to get them. It's based on primary care. Primary care is the foundation of the rural health system. But beyond primary care, it is expanded for specialty care, for behavioral medicine, for ancillary services such as dentistry and podiatry, and education. We're excited about our rural health residency program that is starting here in July, where we'll actually be training family doctors in these rural communities to learn how to provide rural health. And these individuals, these young men and women, are then committed to stay in rural communities, hopefully in our rural communities, to continue to provide the primary care services that are so much needed. And I would imagine at all of these uh, rural health uh, clinics that um, they are accepting new patients, correct? All of our uh, sites are accepting new patients. We've grown. Uh, when we joined Kettering Health Network, we were at six providers, and now we're up to over 20 providers in these communities. So we have providers that are ready, willing, and able, and I'm really proud of the providers that we have in all of our locations. We have excellent providers in Yellow Springs, Cedarville, and, and of course, in Jamestown. Uh, so if uh, folks are maybe interested in looking into uh, to joining one of these uh, health uh, rural health clinics and seeing them for health care, I should say, uh, how can they do so, and where can they find information on the Internet? Well, certainly they can call the individual clinics, and I'm remiss. I'll have the numbers available maybe next week, but they can certainly call any of the clinics directly. It shouldn't be hard to Google them. Uh, you can get on Kettering.org, KetteringHealth, rather, dot org, uh, the uh, Internet site, or Green Memorial Hospital, 
uh, internet site. And certainly you could call uh, Green Memorial Hospital for the, for the number. Um, the number I do know right off the top of my head is our Jamestown number, which is 937-675-2870. If you call that number and you need to speak with one of the other clinics, the ladies can certainly help you over the telephone, either by transferring you or, or giving you a direct line to call. So uh, all three of the clinics are, are open and are uh, eager to serve our, their respective communities. And, and uh, the plan is, is for each of those clinics to become more ingrained in the community and as such uh, provide even more services than are available now. Dr. Kevin Sherrod, our guest on Here's to Your Health on Real Roots Radio. Uh, now, Doctor, you mentioned uh, you're a part of the larger uh, Kettering Health Network. Uh, with the coronavirus, uh, we've seen a lot of changes. Uh, just recently, uh, Governor DeWine uh, talking about how uh, now the uh, hospitals uh, will be allowed to have uh, one person uh, go in with somebody, uh, when obviously that hadn't been the case the last couple of months. Uh, this is something very fresh. Uh, what are some of the other changes that we've seen uh, in the Kettering Health Network? work specifically uh, in these times? Well, you know, the Kettering Health Network uh, has uh, early on developed an incident command center to monitor the coronavirus daily and, and shift and pivot where needed to continue to provide services for the community and fortunately has been able to do that. I guess, you know, some of the biggest changes now moving forward is the availability of uh, ancillary testing that's uh, more available now than it has been in, in recent weeks and the availability for all of the elective procedures. As far as I know, all of our um, specialty groups are up and running and are doing those elective procedures that may have been put off now for a period of weeks to months. And um, they're getting through that backlog of all of those elective procedures and getting those done, uh, as well as just expanding all of the other supportive services that uh, were, you know, just temporarily put on hold. So as far as I know right now, the network is, is up and running at full speed. And as the uh, governor continues to relax the restrictions, and we're certainly aware of those and are, are abiding by all of those, uh, the hospital environment is safer than ever in terms of screening going in and, and monitoring the situation. So, you know, I have patients every day asking me, is it safe to go do these things? And right now I do feel like it is. It's safe to go from the, the uh, safety precautions that are put in place. So, the uh, network is uh, is doing well and is now available to continue to provide all the services that people have become accustomed to. So at this point in time, we're informing patients if, if there's something that needs to be done, let's go ahead and get it done and get it taken care of rather than put it off. Dr. Kevin Sherrod, our guest on Real Roots Radio. And, and Doc, you're kind of leading me into the next question. You know, talking about the coronavirus in our area, as you mentioned, we are seeing uh, some relaxation of things. Uh, what is your handle on, on coronavirus in the Miami Valley right now? Uh, what advice would you give people? And, you know, what concerns you most about the future? Well, you know, first of all, just taking, you know, let's take a look at the past, look at the present, and then look at the future just very, very quickly. When this all started, as uh, through my work with the health department and with the uh, coroner's office, I'll be honest, at, at Greene County, a population of almost 170,000 people, we were prepared or trying to be prepared, uh, looking to be prepared for thousands of cases and unfortunately uh, hundreds of deaths. And so looking back, not only at Greene County, but our entire region, we've been blessed. We've been extremely blessed because the numbers of cases have not um, realize what we thought they would be, and they have not been as severe as we expect them to be, and certainly we have not experienced the deaths that we anticipated we might be faced with. Having said that, I'm telling people that 
as the testing becomes more available, we're going to see those total numbers of cases escalate. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to prepare people for that. Those numbers are going to go up. There's no question about it. The more we test, the more we're going to find. And I anticipate those numbers to go up. The real numbers to watch are the numbers of hospitalizations and even more specifically the numbers of ICU admissions and the number of deaths. Those numbers should continue to come down. I mean, that's our hope and that's our prayer. Um, The concern moving forward is that as we ease back into normalcy, um, that there is a risk, there is a potential to see a, a resurgence, if you will, or a reactivation of the virus, and they call that the spike. So there is Uh, the potential to see a spike in cases and in the severity of cases. Now, so far in the very early stages, we have not seen that. And, you know, we pray that we would continue on this course and not see a resurgence. The other uh, discussion looking ahead is when we get into the fall and winter months coming up, the traditional flu season, will we see another resurgence in the virus? And there again, nobody knows for sure, but uh, the, uh, the hope is is that if we do not see an initial spike here, which so far we haven't, that that will make it less likely to see a spike in the fall. And then ultimately, the hope is is that there will be a vaccine and some other mitigation treatments that will be available that if we are dealing with this virus moving forward, that we'll have more effective tools to deal with it. Now, uh, before we go, Doc, and I appreciate all the information, looking forward to more of our conversations uh, every uh, Tuesday at 930. Uh, You mentioned about testing. You know, I asked the governor yesterday when I spoke with him about testing on a statewide level. Uh, When we look at testing on a local level, uh, how do you expect that to improve in the near future? And do you think that we will get to the point, it seems like right now we're only testing the sickest people. Do you think that we will eventually get to a point where we can test uh, those with mild symptoms or, or maybe even those who are asymptomatic? Yep, absolutely. You know, the biggest questions I get and the biggest challenge actually we have right now as clinicians is testing because I can't tell you how many people every day, and uh, I know your listeners will resonate with this, so many of us had an illness back in January or February that we don't know what it was, but it was the worst case of whatever it was we ever had. And at the time, we weren't aware of the coronavirus. And now looking back on it, we ask ourselves, was, you know, could I have had the coronavirus? And the answer to that question is, yes, you could have. The other end of the spectrum is, is that people who've not had many symptoms of any um, are going to be surprised. Several of them uh, may have had the coronavirus and not even really realized it. So testing is really going to be important for us moving forward so that we can strategize and stratify who gets treated and who doesn't, you know, with vaccines and other mitigative treatments. But having said that, the state of treatment right now is it is not readily available. No matter what you see on the television or, or hear in the press, that you know, that testing is easily available, it really isn't. And we are still rationing the test, if you will, to those that are the most vulnerable, those that are the most symptomatic, those that are at the highest risk. Having said that, moving forward, what we're being told is, is that, the uh, test is in production, that it is going to be available at the, at the, the local level, at your primary care physician offices, at urgent cares, um, at, uh, you know, anybody that's, you know, providing primary health care, uh, that that test will be readily available, that the antibody test will be just a finger prick that uh, with, a, with a drop of blood that will be able to tell us if you're positive they say within five minutes and if you're negative within 13 minutes that test is being used now uh, nationwide in places it's my understanding that's a test that's used every day in the white house 
to test all the White House staff. And they're saying that it's a matter of weeks that we will have that test. Now, anything that's ever said, anything's ever done, my experience has been it takes longer and it costs more. Right. And so um, having said that, I'm thinking that we're probably going to have this test available where it can be used, you know, across the board to anybody that we, uh, you know, suspect, regardless of their symptoms, in, in a matter of months. So I'm telling people that um, my best guess is uh, later this summer, within the next 90 days, and hopefully before we go into this fall season when there is uh, some sense of a possible increased resurgence, that we have that test available so we can quickly determine who's immune, who's not, and and where we need to focus our efforts. Dr. Kevin Sherrod, kind enough to join us as always on Here's to Your Health. Doc, it was great catching up with you. Looking forward to doing it again next Tuesday at 930. Thank you, Roy. I appreciate it. Keeping you informed with real regional headlines every weekday morning and Fox News every hour on the hour. Stay in the know by keeping your dial on Real Roots Radio.